Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This program is a proud member of Univise. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univisepods.net. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I am your host, Steve Rodriguez. Uh, Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Brianna Rader, who is the founder and CEO of Juicebox. Juicebox is an app that provides an anonymous platform for users to have meaningful, long-term conversations with certified sex and relationship coaches. Anything from erectile and libido, libido issues to questions about dating and orgasms, are all fair game. Brianna, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You're um, based in San Francisco, correct? Yeah, we're out in San Francisco. Great, great. My old stomping ground where I spent many (laughs) of my time there as a go-go boy in the 90s and all that good stuff. (laughs) So I love it. (laughs) I love that. Um, so I kind of want to get into how you started Juice Juicebox, um, but let's talk a little bit about you know your personal journey. And I I was reading a little bit about some of your um, your notes, and you didn't grow up in San Francisco. <laughs> you grew up, um, <laughs> I believe, uh, in Tennessee. Is that where you grew up, or in the South? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. Great, great. And so when you um, talk us a little bit about how you got into starting, we'll get into the techie portion of it, but your own personal journey, I understand. um, Are you, do you consider yourself a lesbian or bisexual? Yeah, I identify as queer and bisexual. So growing up in Knoxville, you know, it's much more conservative than San Francisco. And I had no access to, you know, sex education 
in high school or middle school, and of course, definitely not any sort of queer community. And the sex education was very abstinence-focused. There was not even conversations around birth control and condoms. And so when I went to college at the University of Tennessee, I also did not see any programming or education at that level either. And it was very frustrating because my friends, some of the you know smartest women on campus were still struggling with issues around birth control access. And I was starting to explore my sexuality more. And I was frustrated that I feel like I didn't even have information about my own body. Like what is the clitoris? How do you orgasm? And so I started a local organization that provided sex ed to college students in the state of Tennessee uh, with my best friend, Jacob, who's a gay guy. (laughs) And so the two of us started this organization, provided really comprehensive, pleasure-based, LGBT-inclusive sex ed. And the state got involved because it was very controversial. And they actually defunded the organization and legally condemned myself and the organization. So it just got kind of crazy there. I was on the Bill O'Reilly show. And that was my first experience realizing how difficult these conversations are and how inaccessible they are um, and just how, you know, upset people get over it. It's interesting because I can totally relate growing up uh, in the Bay Area and relating to a lot of my counterparts of similar age that we also didn't get a lot of education. Certainly, no. I tell a funny story on the show several times that I used to, the few times they they would give us a little bit of sex ed, it was very um, clinical. And I just remember turning blue in the face and having to look out the window because I was freaking out (laughs) about all of the... (laughs) The organs, particularly the female anatomy, and I, it was just, ugh, I couldn't. But, you know, to your point, um, I guess I would, I'm, my question to you was, did you go through any sort of, you know, since you didn't get sex ed- education in your early years, how did you and your friend go about getting the information so then you could start, a, you know, a group of some sort? Yeah, it was a struggle. I feel like, you know, luckily we were in growing up in the internet age and it was very accessible, but it's hard because you hear things from your friends like hearsay or people have learned these things from pornography and it was hard to find, you know, the pleasure focused feminist LGBTQ inclusive perspective. But I think from just reading the right types of articles and actually my ex-boyfriend and I, who he also identified as bisexual at the time, we were just trying to figure out like, how do women orgasm? (laughs) We really had like no information on that. And we were like reading books in the library and stuff like that. But after I started the organization, what we did is we hired professionals from all over the country, from places like New York and San Francisco, and they flew into Knoxville and educated the college students through seminars and workshops. And honestly, that experience was life-changing access to those experts. And so that's what inspired me later on, because I really wish everyone had access to these kinds of professionals. 
It's awesome, though. I applaud your early years, though, just, you know, starting the organization just because by their lack of any information. And wouldn't you agree that at times just having a group of of any of like-minded people or just questioning our sexuality is the first step to you know, finding our own education and ex- exploring. I mean, I know on this show, we definitely, uh, I was surprised when we started it a little over a year and a half ago that even today in 2018, almost 2019, that people are still in various parts of the world, some in cities that are still finding out the basics and then others are in different paths. I mean, have you noticed that? And is that why juice box was sort of created? Yeah, of course. I think the problem is, is that we're not learning this information at a young age. And then we're told that, you know, you're not supposed to talk about it. It's unprofessional to talk about at school, at work, at dinner, whenever properly educated. And I don't mean just STD prevention. I mean like pleasure, how do you communicate with your partner? How do you have good sex in your long-term relationship? How do you navigate hooking up and consent? And those more complicated topics. And so then when we're suddenly adults, we're expected to be amazing in bed. Yet, when did we ever learn how to be? And then you watch porn, pornography, and you, you know, you can't go by that. Right. And then we're, we're expected, you know, to be good at it. And then the media shows us that everyone else is having hot, amazing sex. And we feel shame when we're not. And so Juicebox is really there for adults. Our average client is 31 years old. And it's for that one-on-one coaching experience where you can stay anonymous and they can really help you through your erectile issue or um, relationship issues, libido issues. Uh, topics like that that are much more complex and deserve more conversation than a Q&A. I'm glad you're you're focusing on on the exploratory side of it, the pleasure, the versus say maybe the health side of it. Um, Mm -hmm. because when I went on the app yesterday, I was creating a profile or I'm yeah, I think you create a profile, but I know your app, um, first of all, it's free, which initially, which is wonderful. And I know there's, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about how it, how it's structured, but I did like all the, the questions that it asked me, you know, everything from basics, male, age group, but then it went into gay and if I'm single and, and I liked, I liked all that and that you can, uh, the whole setup of the process I thought was really, really kind of cool to, and it, and it didn't seem to focus on my health as much as my explore explorations in my sexuality. Is that fair? Yeah. We're looking at your satisfaction and your overall wellness. I mean, I think they're People think your sexual wellness comes down to your STD status, and that's like a tiny, tiny, tiny segment of your overall sexual satisfaction. And unfortunately, the healthcare field and doctors, uh, we have not put enough emphasis on your overall sexual wellness. There are so few resources there, and we pump so much time and money into our physical health, and, and we really at Juicebox believe that your sexual wellness 
is deserving of the same attention. So yeah, when you, when you download the app, it's completely free and you do these simple onboarding questions, everything's kind of on a slider spectrum because we, we want to include all experiences and you can tell us how your sexual satisfaction is, your relationship satisfaction is so that when you start getting paired with a coach, they already know where you're at. Even I liked the gender was on the sliding uh, scale, and I, I appreciated that for, you know, we've certainly done shows here on transgender and bisexuality. Speaking of which, I, I was reading a little bit about a story with you and your boyfriend, I think you referenced him a few minutes ago, um, that when, did you have people questioning your and his bisexuality, because I know we've done shows here where, uh, and the reason I wanted to do them, even though we're talk about gay sex, is I think that sometimes my community or the gay community doesn't always recognize or acknowledge bisexuality, and it's a real thing, and I want people to really talk about all these you know, and not critique. And so can you talk a little bit about that in, in your experience with your boyfriend at the time? Yeah, definitely. And this was when I was in college. So I was, you know, 19, 20, 21. And I knew I, I started to really realize I identified as bisexual. And, you know, just sharing that even with some of my close friends at the time, they, I think, would have been more supportive if I had just said I'm a lesbian. Right. And they didn't understand it at all. And they told me things like, oh, well, you have to swing one way or the other. Um, and actually through that experience is I think that's why I, another reason why I started to reach out and form my or, own organization and find my people. And then after maybe like a year or two of being away from those more normative straight friends, I then, you know, went back to them after I kind of had my sea legs <laughs> with my own queer identity and kind of could educate them and tell them that they're wrong. So right. I, I would say that was kind of my experience. Um, uh, even in San Francisco now, I feel like sometimes if I'm in these queer female spaces that are, you know, more radical in the Bay Area, it can be not okay to talk about your attraction to men too. So sometimes yeah. I, I just feel like, oh, there's not really a space for me. But I, I, it's not so much a struggle as it used to be. Exactly. And I want to get more into how the app works and so forth. But when you were, I was reading, starting up the app, um, you know, I talk a, a lot with my sister who she's a recruiter for the tech world in San Francisco for a startup. So she has plenty and she's, they're always looking for, you know, there's a lack thereof, or when they do find a qualified female engineer, you know, it's always that are, that's always the challenge to, you know, push her male bosses to, yes, they are qualified and give them a chance. And so talk, can you talk just a little bit about that? Because I'm very personally, and I know my sister is curious about that. And some of, you know, I applaud you, um, although we shouldn't have to, but it's, you know, there's not a lot of females in the tech world. Can you just talk a little bit about your experience in the world? Oh, yeah. It's I mean, pretty cool. Um, so last year of all venture capital investment startups from angel investors and VC firms, only 2% of it went to female founded teams. 2%. And so we're up, 
yeah, we're up against an extreme uh, battle when it comes to fundraising and working with investors. And I think me being a female, and then if you add on the fact that we're talking about a topic that some people feel is taboo, it just makes it even more challenging to be a female and in sex tech. Because I think some investors are just straight up uncomfortable with the topic. And I think others can't see the real problem if they don't experience it personally. So um, it's interesting, like I would, the way I'm talking to you about Juicebox right now would be different if I was talking to an investor. For instance, if I was talking to an investor who are predominantly straight white men, I might talk about like dating struggles and how online dating is really hard or erectile issues and just talk about that and not even mention female orgasm or libido (laughs) or LGBT stuff. Right, right. Because why would they have concerns? And (laughs) yet, yet it's interesting because we just were reporting the other day and we're still trying to get the story correct. But the, uh, one of the founders, I believe of Grindr, and we all know what Grindr is, you know, love it here. So many of our listeners use it and so forth. Uh, came out mm-hmm. as saying he does not support gay marriage. And and I know there's a little bit of, um, we're still trying to get that story correct, but he did say something to that point. And it's interesting how, you know, a grinder, um, you, you can turn on any relevant movie or TV show today. And if there's a, you'll find at some point a reference to grinder because it's now proliferated, are, it's a household mm-hmm. phenomenon. And I just think they were probably easy to get, you know, it's a straight man who, and that's totally fine that runs it. But here you, with sexuality and with apps like that, you know, no one's talking about what you're talking about is, is our sexuality and being healthy sexually with our, you know, exploring it in a, in a fun, healthy, sexual way. And you would think that if a grinder can get funding and all the other ones that you would, you're just in, a, you know, in line with all of that. Correct. But I'm mm-hmm. just, it's, I guess it's a hard sell in some ways and being female. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think what's part of it is that it's a new market, right? I mean, if I was starting a dating app today, I would be able to say, look at all these other dating apps that have been successful because investors are pattern matchers. They don't want to actually invest in true innovation. They want to invest in it after it's like fairly proven out. So that's why there's like so many dating apps or so many food delivery apps because they can see, well, that one was successful and they're just going to take another little piece of the pie, but the pie's already been proven out. But with sex tech, Uh, we're still proving out the pie, right? Like the several different founders that are in the space right now, it's just the beginning. And I think that's another uh, struggle when it comes to funding. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm now understanding and you and I could probably go in circles talking about why the importance of it, but I'm not your angel investor here. And so I get it. (laughs) And the other thing is that, but it is... it is an exciting time, I would imagine, in some ways, just because we were talking on the show the other day with so many of these apps. I mean, they are all newer phenomenons. I mean, all, mm-hmm. all of these, how we meet people, how we find sex partners. And to me, logically speaking, it would just make sense that, you know, 
a, an app like like Juicebox would be the next phase because we constantly on the show are talking about how people don't respond or people. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. People mm-hmm. are slut-shaming each other, and when others aren't slut-shaming, people don't, you know, we just don't, we're too afraid to try some of our fantasies or our fetishes or um, even though we have, but we have no problem talking about, you know, yep, I was on Grindr all night and blah, blah, blah. So I just think that, you know, you're right. It's the early phase and this is the next phase of it. I hope. Yeah. And with our, I mean, online dating is an interesting, but it's so new and they've created new problems, right? Like as more and more dating moves online, new challenges and we don't have really great role models when it comes to it. We can't look at our parents' generation and be like, Oh, that's how they did Tinder. So right. we have to, you know, these coaches, that's why they can be valuable. So the juice box coaches, they do everything from review your online do- dating profile to help you craft messages to planning the dates. Um, and, and also like helping you reflect on the dates and the sexual experiences and deciding how you want to move forward and what you're looking for in your own life. And that's, I think the dating confidence is a huge part of this and kind of explaining people how they should approach dating apps. Like, are you really just looking for hookups? That's great. What are you, what do you want from your hookups or versus you're looking for a long-term partner? 
And then someone gets frustrated when they're going on all these dud dates when they really want a boyfriend. And I think that's where the dating coach can really help you just readjust your mindset. And dating coaches are, you know, often $200 plus an hour, which is really not accessible for most people. But because the app is online and you can text the coach back and forth every day, it's much more affordable. Let's talk a little bit about the coaches because I, um, I love the concept. How will people know what types of coaches and is there any sort of mm-hmm. processes or schooling that a coach, a sex coach, obviously there's no degree or is there a degree? You can just talk a little bit about that and what we can expect of the types of coaches that are on Juicebox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. I think a lot of people that aren't are in the field don't understand what the qualifications are or are honestly, they don't even know that this career exists. But our coaches are all certified, meaning that they have been gone through ASECT, which is the American Association for Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, or they have a master's or PhD in human sexuality and they have private practices. So all of our coaches have a minimum of five years working with clients one-on-one, and they do a written application, a phone interview, and then we also vet them with a chat simulation because just because a professional might be good verbally in person or on stage or on a podcast doesn't mean they're going to be good at doing the written text form. So that's, that's, we have a pretty strict vetting process. And then our coaches specialize in different topics. Some specialize more in dating. Some specialize in erectile issues, premature ejaculation, uh, erectile dysfunction. And so we actually hand select each coach for you. And some clients prefer a person of color or uh, a gay coach, et cetera. And so we'll pair accordingly. Great. And so, and when you are paired with your coach, I mean, obviously it's an app. And so there's certain, you know, you can turn on one of those apps I mentioned before at any hour. Obviously it's not a 24 hour type system, is it? Or they'll get back to you say Mm -hmm. at business hours. How does that work? Yeah. So the, when you work with a coach, uh, it's completely unlimited. You can text them throughout the day as different feelings or thoughts come up. And the coach will always get back to you within 24 hours and they are available seven days a week. So on Sundays, Saturdays, they're still available. And it's just kind of like that sex therapist or dating coach in your pocket at all times. Got it. Got it. I love it. Um, I want to just shift gears real quick because the health benefits of, you know, exploring our sexuality. I mean, I know them and certain, you know, and I'm still in my, as I hope we all are, our exploration of our sexuality, but talk a little bit about, um, why, you know, being open, finding a coach because we might have blocks in certain areas, the importance of maybe the health benefits. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that and why maybe you were urged to kind of start something like this? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sex is just a huge part of our personal lives. It can make or break a relationship or a marriage. And there's actually, you know, 
whether you're meaning your mental well-being and mental health or also your your physical health, um, you know, a positive sex life has been linked with everything from a better heart to better sleep to a lower risk of prostate cancer. Unfortunately, I don't feel like we have a lot of funding going into sexual wellness and sexual pleasure research right now. The administration has gotten more and more conservative on the top over time. For instance, the Kinsey Institute that used to uh, be like the Kinsey Sex Research Institute, they even dropped the word sex from the thing. They're mostly doing research relationships and monogamy. Wow. Uh, that's because Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana when they appointed the new leadership of the Institute. So in a lot of ways, our society, unfortunately, feels like they're becoming more conservative when it comes to sexual wellness and research. And I think the private sector with tech companies, in many ways, is, we're like one of the few people that are trying to push the office because a lot of the universities and institutes are becoming more conservative. You're right. And even if you... Br- oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say just... I think, I think anyone that can sit back and think about you know, a relationship where there's differing desire levels, how frustrating that can be, or if you're maintaining an erection, how that impacts your, you know, not even your ego, but also just like how you consider yourself. I feel like a lot of men really internalize their erectile health to represent like how much of a man they are. Um, It's just like a a huge problem. And it it makes me sad that people can't talk about these issues like openly at the dinner table. And when you are having an issue, you think you're the only one. Like you don't think it's normal, but I like with the users I see on Juicebox, I can promise you that if you're having an issue, there are thousands of other people like you out there. It's so true. Uh, One of our early advertisers on the show here, Rev for Men, was at the forefront of erectile dysfunction using um, its, um, I forget the name of the drug, but essentially it's when they were initially doing their coaching for it and they found that men were responding well to this, the what they prescribed that so many men had sort of written off the fact that maybe they will never have an erection again and these were men that were mm-hmm. going to uh leather weekends and just sort of were on the sidelines if you will but weren't participating in a in a weekend that they want, would have liked to and, and sort of wrote it off as well I guess you know I had my time and day but were in tears when they found that uh, Rev worked for them and because they really didn't think that that would ever happen again. And so you're right. It can be quite emotional in so many regards when you realize that you can actually still be back in the game. (laughs) You didn't even have to leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's, it's very cool what you're doing. Um, I know that when you sign up, uh, one of the cool things that I noticed about the app Juicebox was that you get, um, I guess it's a a couple sessions uh, free, and then if you decide, you pair them up, and then that's when you start, um, you know, if you you want to, that's when you can pay for your your coach. Is that how it works? Yeah, 
when you when you download it, it's free, and then after you answer your onboarding questions, you're paired with Caitlin, and Caitlin is our matching expert, and you can talk back and forth with her completely for free, and that's where you kind of explain what's going on and what you're looking for, and that's when she picks the appropriate coach for you. And then we're actually able to offer all of your listeners a five-day free trial with oh. their paired coach. Awesome. And then after that, it's only $24 per week. Perfect. I love that. That's so great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so when did you launch? And I'm just curious, to because this is very exciting. Uh, we launched the current product in April, and so we're we're fairly new, and we've just been focusing on the coaching for one-on-one, and it's been interesting to see like what our key issues have been. I didn't anticipate, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought we were going to mostly be working with women, but actually we're pretty evenly split, men and women, and uh, average age is 31, and I think... 25% non-straight, so somewhere on the queer spectrum, and because uh, we're pretty even areas more red states, uh, wow. which was something I also didn't. I think we're 40% red states right now. Wow, wow. I mean, in some ways it makes sense, and in other ways, it's you know, I'm always surprised too with some of our listenership, and I'm always. Love it and welcome all because I think you just never know. And, you know, I really do think it's such a good thing that what your your business um, offers just because in current news, I mean, you know, we, we were just reporting the other day that Tumblr and as many people know, Tumblr is sort of a go-to for mm-hmm. porn for a lot of gay men, at least it's not porn hub or, you know, X videos, but it's certainly pics and, and they just announced that they're going to get be getting rid of, um, all, um, you know, sexually explicit video, you know, come the end of this year, end of the month. And it's like, to your point, there's sort of a shift in 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 conservativeness and and you're seeing it all around us but if you don't look at the root of sure we can get sex you know porn so easily but if you're not looking at your own sexuality and your own growth it's like anything else you're you're not really participating and so i think something that you're offering like this um, is it's going to help us go back to our own sexuality, and and that's important. And I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. why you yeah, started it. <laughs> the Tumblr stuff is is very upsetting. I I hate that form of censorship, and I, I also I feel like all of the people I know that still use Tumblr it, Tumblr is only for some form of sexual content. So in some that you know, they get a taste of their own medicine. I, I think they're going to lose a ton of users when they remove all this. Yeah, I agree. I agree because you're right. When you base, when you've, particularly when you've allowed something and you take something away from somebody. And I understand that the root may have been from Apple pulling it on them, but mm-hmm. you know, they, I'm sure they had some weight in, and 
they could have pulled their weight a little bit. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know how it can continue when you take something away like that. So it is, and it is a form of censorship, perhaps maybe on Apple. So I'm not, I don't know, but. The internet has become more censored because these large giants are pushing their own morality on everyone and actually becoming the whole internet. So it's becoming more and more polarized as we realize that the whole internet is really just YouTube, Facebook, and Tumblr, et cetera. It's only a handful of people that are making up the policies. You're right. And as they all continue to own each other, you know, obviously Instagram is, and Facebook are, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. owns them. You're right. It's so you're right. And we're getting, and I don't know that everyone always understands that, that, you know, you're getting a lot of this from a few, few hands at the top. So that's a very interesting. Point. Right. Yes. Um, well, I love it. Um, this has been great. I, um, so, okay. So for people to find juice box, um, and first of all, how, where did the name come from? I love it, by the it way. Actually, <laughs> it actually came from a few of our users. We were having a lot of fruit imagery and motifs in our research, and some of the users were doing tests. We should call it juice box. <laughs> perfect. It's a material box slang for vagina. <laughs> there's fill, skirt. We use, it just really fits in, and there's like a new window. Yeah. It's approachable to see juice box on someone's phone. You're not going to think that there's sexual content can remain private as well. I love it. I love it. That's great. Perfect. Um, so people can go download your app on all app um, 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 platforms, correct? So to find Juicebox, we're actually only on the App Store right now for iPhones. You just type in Juicebox one word and then uh, go through the onboarding questions, talk to Caitlin, and then to access the five-day free trial, you can use the code Steve or tell us podcast show. And then if you want to learn more information, you can go to juiceboxit.com or follow us on Instagram at juiceboxapp. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and we'll list all that and put it in a post. Um, Bri- Brianna, this has been awesome. I love it. I love exactly what you're doing. I want to check in with you if that's okay. Um, and have you back on, but, um, thank you so much for starting this and for expanding our sexual realm. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for the conversation and for hosting me. Absolutely. Well, that was my guest, Brianna Rader of the new app, Juicebox. She's offering us a five-day free trial for one-on-one sex dating and relationship coaching. So don't hesitate to download the app. It's Juicebox on iOS devices. And when you're signing up, use the code TAGSPODCAST. That's T-A-G-S podcast, one word and you will get the five-day free trial of one-on-one sex, dating, and relationship coaching. Follow Juicebox on social media. On Instagram, it's at JuiceboxApp. And on Twitter, it's JuiceboxIt. Their website is JuiceboxIt.com. 
Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to check out our Patreon page for extra special content and becoming a member with Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. Most importantly, you'll be showing your support to continue to have the quality of content you've come to expect. Go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex to see all membership tiers and to support Talk About Gay Sex. Thank you.